Welcome to the She Sesh Relaunch. Be empowered to be your own advocate, play an active role in your healing journey with spiritual practices, and thrive through endometriosis and womanhood with community support. New episodes brought to you every Friday with tangible tools to take back what Indo has tried to steal, right here on the She Sesh Podcast. little listener disclaimer for this episode it was recorded outside and so there is a little bit of background noise sometimes the wind gets a little louder than I would like it to be however the content of this episode is good and I really couldn't bring myself to delete it and re-record it because I know that my words just wouldn't be the same so I hope that you can handle the background noise and that you're still able to take something tangible and something that resonates with you out of today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you from one of my favorite local parks so you can enjoy the birds chirping in the background, the wind blowing a little bit, and maybe you'll even get to hear my talkative dog say hello. But today on this episode I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about my spiritual practices and what I now call Indo rituals, which are essentially these routines or things I've designed in my life once Indo really started taking over and causing effects on my daily routines. I started putting these things in place to help me cope with my new normal, to help me make the changes that I needed to make to thrive through endometriosis but the changes that I would that I was having so much resistance around making so endometriosis there really isn't an aspect of your life that doesn't get affected by the disease and in so many ways there's a lot of anger and resentment that comes along with those things because it feels like it's a personal attack And for me personally, I struggled with a long time. I remember saying, why do I have to work so hard to feel good? Like, it's not fair. I just, I didn't want to put in the extra work to feel better because it seemed so unjust to me. I just, I didn't want to have endometriosis. I didn't want to have a chronic illness. I didn't want to accept that as my normal. And so therefore I didn't want to change anything in my life in order to help me thrive through that better. Now I didn't realize consciously how self-sabotaging that was, but now I realize that, especially speaking it out loud, and I that's one of the reasons why I believe that Indo rituals and finding your versions of these rituals is so important and is a huge part of your management and healing journey with endometriosis that maybe doesn't get a lot of awareness. I see oftentimes focus being on uh, nutrition and healthy lifestyle changes, like physical lifestyle changes, which are so essential. Definitely have to do that. Um, Endometriosis requires that. And again, there's a lot of resistance that can come up there as well. Um, Food is something that's supposed to be enjoyable and endometriosis is definitely a disease that can cause essentially pain around eating and digestion and really kind of rob 
you of one of those just simple life experiences, life pleasures. And while that is important, I feel called to address more of the mental and spiritual side of it and how you can prevent losing yourself in the weight of chronic illness. I feel like that is something that I hear so often talked about in chronic illness, especially because we don't have the awareness and the understanding from the outside world and oftentimes even from those closest to us, like our family and friends, unless you have lived with endometriosis or a chronic illness, it's really hard for you to put yourself in that position. People can empathize, they can have sympathy, they can hold space to hear our stories for a little bit, but typically understanding the weight of truly living with something that is incurable is just out of someone else's grasp unless they've lived it themselves. And so not losing yourself in the midst of something that feels like it's trying so hard to steal every part of you, every part of you in your everyday life. How do you do that? How do you create rituals that make you feel better when oftentimes you don't even have the energy to get out of bed? I know what that's like. I've been there and I truly believe that I sat in that season of my life in that darkness of processing endometriosis. I want to say longer than I needed to, but I know that's not the whole truth. I went through that process and I had to go through that time so that I could show up and share what I'm sharing today so that I could create the Indosiren community. But it was longer than what has to be necessary. Because if I had the tools that I have now, back then, I could have fast forward through a lot of the suffering. I could have helped myself sooner. I could have known how to advocate for myself before it got to a place where I was advocating out of desperate need for survival is what it felt like. And so I, my hope is that I can help you fast forward through some of that time, that I can give you some of the tools that I so wish that I had in the beginning, in the early stages of dealing with endometriosis and changing my life around chronic illness. These are the things that I wish that I had and like I said, my hope is that it'll help you fast forward through some of those drawn out struggles. We all have our own paths to walk and every struggle has purpose in it. There is lessons in the darkness, but we don't have to go at them alone. We don't have to go at them without tools and we can learn from other people's mistakes or other people's experiences so that we can fast forward through these hard times like I'm talking about. And so when I'm talking about creating endo rituals, 
these are small things, range from small things to larger things. But the first step in this is how I started developing these was I really started to take note throughout my day of what made me happy. Because before excision surgery, I was spending at least three weeks out of every month in bed on at least one heating pad, if not two, um, really just trying not to move, trying to keep my pain levels manageable where I didn't feel like I needed to go to the ER. I was just fighting for survival. So there wasn't a whole lot throughout my day that I felt like I had to look forward to. And when I realized that was becoming a big issue, a, a scary issue that I needed to watch out for, I started taking note really closely, started taking note of even just the smallest things that would bring me joy whenever I was in these flares. And I started focusing on them and attempting to bring more of those things into my life. So I have a a fur baby. He is the joy of my entire being, my whole world. He is just this godsend. He is my angel. Like I know that he was given to me to help me get through this disease and just really keep me going and motivated and give me happiness in those dark days and so that was something that was really beneficial for me and having him was something that always required me to get outside every day so even when I feel have felt at my absolute worst I would sit outside on our little balcony with him in the sun or I would have my husband drive us to the park and back into a grassy area and just sit in the grass with him. And then when on the days that I could manage to take him on a walk or take him to the park, I would take full advantage of those days, like today where we're at the park. And I'm so thankful to say that because of excision surgery, these days happen a lot more often. So that was just a small thing that was positive and healthy. And it was it was something that made me feel better mind body and soul and I could actually say that I did something beneficial for my body and towards my healing journey being able to move and get out in the sun and soak up the natural vitamins Um, so that was a very small ritual and and let me explain what I mean by ritual because that can have some connotation around it or the word itself seems a little bit bigger than uh, what I imagine it to be and so when I when I think of rituals I just think of these these sacred activities big or small that make you feel lit up that make you feel alive that could make you feel connected to the divine or whatever is your version of a higher existence or God um, it's just these things that bring you these glimpses of joy that can bring a smile to your face and a breath of fresh air so another small one for me is making my coffee in the morning on some days I can't have coffee because of endometriosis and the caffeine um, 
And so on those days, I will make tea. But however, I treat that, those few minutes in the morning of doing that, like a ritual. And it's just something where I try to slow down. I try to be present in the moment and intentional with what I'm doing and really just soak in this moment of bliss. And it can't, it truly is a choice. There's a choice there that you have to make that you're going to say, this is going to make me feel good no matter how small it is. And so the reason that I'm focusing on these really small things is because of what we were talking about when you're in the midst of a flare and you can barely get out of bed the last thing you need to do is like okay this is the one and only thing that can make me feel better but it's out of reach today because I physically can't do it we need things you need to create these rituals that you can do with limited mobility on your highest pain days and maybe even share them with your support system, with the people that live with you or your spouse or your best friend or whoever is helps uh, caretake so that they can, if you are struggling mentally or physically that day, they can kind of help you get into those rituals and bring in some joy there. Another example of a ritual that I've created since living with endometriosis has been using essential oils. And I always, I love essential oils before I knew that I was dealing with endometriosis. But once this beast of a disease came into my life, I really felt like oils became um, part of my doing battle. That's what I call flare-ups. Flares feel like you are going to war. You are suited up and have all of your things that you need to cope and get you through, like your heating pad and a TENS unit and pain cream and essential oils. And so I started treating them like they were weapons, almost. They were... Like they are these tiny little soldiers that are doing battle for me while I sit there and rest. And so as I would use these oils, as I use these oils and I apply them um, to my abdomen or to my back or to my neck um, or the bottoms of my feet, depending on what oil I'm using for and what I'm using it for, what the result is that I'm trying to get out with them. Um... And imagining them as these little soldiers, as these, as these, um, what's another word? What's the word that I'm trying to find? The opposite of enemies, as these partners that are aligning for your healing, that are aligning for your highest good, that are aligning for low pain days, that are aligning to help bring your pain down. And as I apply them to my body, I just imagine this and just treat this as something that I know is going to work. And regardless of how much physical pain relief I actually get, I feel like I'm doing something. I feel like 
I am taking back a little bit of my power that the flare is trying to steal from me. It helps me feel like I am capable of doing something in the midst and the weight of a flare. Um, and so I want you to start thinking about what are these little things, these little endo rituals, these little moments in your day that make you feel like you, like the you before endo was one of your biggest struggles in life that make, that reminds you that you are so much more than this diagnosis that bring back joy and light up your face with a smile. What are those little things and how can you experience more of those throughout the day? What is one activity, no matter how small, make it be something that you can do from bed or from your favorite flare up spot. Choose one activity that makes you feel good in your soul despite the flare up and focus on that bring it into your life more be intentional whenever you're doing this activity and treat it like a sacred ritual and just notice how it makes you feel if it helps you better emotionally or mental handle mentally handle flares that is a huge victory. You don't have to put a whole lot of weight on it. It's literally just something that you can say, I'm just going to try this. Just try it as an experiment. See how it feels. Maybe even journal about your experience. Write out your ritual. And then every time you do it, just write down how it made you feel. It's okay if you didn't feel anything. They're just little ways of taking back your power, of finding ways to thrive through endometriosis. Because it's possible. Not only is it possible, it's what you deserve. Endometriosis is the last thing that I ever wished for. And it's the last thing that I would ever wish. I would never wish it on anyone. I can't even finish that sentence because it doesn't even make sense. I just, my heart aches when I really think about the weight of this disease and how much it changes our lives. And I know in the bottom of my heart that we are meant to thrive through this. That we have been given this fight because we are strong enough to fight it. Because we are warriors. And our voices matter. And we, the ones living with this illness, we are going to be the ones to change the face of how this disease is treated. Of how it's seen in society and in the medical system. We aren't going to let this disease beat us. And through these endo, endo rituals, it's just a small way of how we take back our power. Of how we say, we are choosing to live despite endometriosis.
I really want to see how you incorporate your own Indo rituals into your daily life and routine. So make a post on Instagram and tag me in it, at Mariah the Siren, so I can cheer you on and get inspired by your Indo rituals too. I really hope that you were able to take something tangible out of today's episode and that it inspired you in some way. Hope to see you on the next episode of She Sesh Podcast.